is super important. Kind of super important. Maybe to really illustrate the point, I should adopt a squirrel and name him Angmar and then let them do battle. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be a little bit less um, intense. Than... <laughs> kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, well, that took three seconds. All right. Whoopsie yep, doodles. Something else now. Whoopsie doodle. Whoopsie doodle. Accidentally. <laughs> Accidentally ended a squirrel's life. Prematurely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, you know, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. My name is Amy, and I would love to say that wasps shall not pass, but they have passed, but hopefully they shall not pass anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is Shannon, and it is a truth universally acknowledged that a zombie in possession of brains must be in want of more brains. All they want to do is eat your brains. That's all they want. They're not unreasonable. No one's going to eat their eyes. It's a shorter list of demands than a lot of guys I've dated, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this is fair. I can work this with is this. Fine. All right, just the one. That's okay. okay. I can do that. <laughs> I can absolutely do that. That's one. Oh, so Shannon, Jesus Christ, that scared the shit out of me. It was my my sweater falling off the back of my chair, and I only saw and like thought a it movement. was a giant bee. I yeah. did. I'm I'm conditioned to think everything is a wasp now. That's you have PTSD. No, let's. Oh my goodness. I will destroy every I mean let's let's play a game. Do you think Amy's gonna renew her lease next year? <laughs> we yes or we no? shall uh, we shall see. <laughs> Spoilers. The answer Spoilers. is no. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. <sighs> but thanks to some help from the wonderful, knowledgeable Shannon, I think I'm I'm gonna be good until they're finally dead. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My my uh, obsessive compulsive need to research everything that panics me <laughs> pays off sometimes. Right, same. I I did like such a massive amount of, re of research on on the whole bee thing, and I was explaining to my parents like you know what that this was fine because of this and this and this. And they were like, you know a lot about bugs. I'm like, yeah, because I'm terrified is, on them. This and is I, what happens. I like, panic researched. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like. We, we both are very much that same type of person where, like, we panic research and then we try to, like, Vulcan logic ourselves out of our panic spiral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like, if I know enough, then maybe I'll feel better, but you actually just feel worse and worse and worse. Most of the time, yes, because all of the knowledge leads to things that you wish you didn't know, and then you start worrying about things that you weren't even cognizant of before. Right? <laughs> Like, you're just, oh, now I'm more terrified. But they can do that? Oh, no. <laughs> One of the things was, like, if if a, if a nest is nearby, you can, at nighttime, you can, like, hear it sometimes through the walls. So I've been, like, carefully listening. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> Amy, no, stop. I know, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. That's not the spook that we're in here for. We're in for the, the fun spooks, not the, the real life. spooks. We're not here for real life. Real life, real life is terrifying enough right now. We don't need it. Yeah, right, right. We're we're down for the fun spooks. So, did you do any fun spooks this week? I what? Did, so yeah, we we planned out what we're doing at our school for Halloween, which is kind of great. I love that it's a thing that we can actually do at school that isn't you know horribly regulated like through our public school experience. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I watched the, the Lee Winnell Invisible Man, which is, like, such a good, such a good. It's, it's a good, yeah. It's, it's incredible, it's great because it makes little references to the original film and to, you know, the book, but does its own really cool, crazy shit, and it's, it's so good. I love Lee That's Winnell. awesome. He's, like, That's a hero. awesome. The hero hey. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend watching the 2020 and the 1933 if you've never seen it. It's actually like... Oh, for sure. It, it's, it's a classic. And it's like, like really... The effects that they did were like really good for the time. Yeah, surprisingly good and hold up 
pretty well. I mean, considering like when you put it into the reference of like, oh wow, this movie came out before my mom was alive. Yeah, like, like <laughs> they the the effect the amount of time that it took them to do like the green screening for the effect of him actually being invisible and removing the bandages is basically like if you know when you layer things in Photoshop, but they had to do that in real life with old timey film, and it's yeah, really impressive. It really is. It, it it's amazing. Like, so major kudos to those folks for so cool. Yeah, I'll have to check out the new one. I haven't watched it yet, but it's been on the list of things I want to check out, so. Yeah, it's really good. It's really nice. good, and it, and it does, it's it's nice that it kind of brings it into a theme of almost like when people get gaslit, particularly female characters when they get gaslit. Yeah. And is pretty dang empowering uh, towards the end, so. Oh, that's awesome. Highly I recommend. Highly recommend it. It's good good one rad yeah what about you what'd you do this week um i watched a bunch of witchy and zombie stuff so i did like the witches of eastwick which is one of my mom's favorite movies so like good one i've watched it every year um did the witches with angelica houston because you got to you got to um some hocus pocus because you you got to uh, again you got to um and then you know resident evil uh those movies are actually later. pretty fun, honestly. They are really fun. I mean, I I have the first three, and I watch them probably, like, once a year. And, I mean, Mia Jovovich, like, is always fucking awesome. So yeah, she kicks ass. And after those first three, you don't really need to watch the other ones that happened. They no, kind of you're like, fine. Yeah. The, the, you're, you're covered. The first, I will say that the first one is my favorite one, but the other... The other subsequent two are are a lot of fun as well and definitely worth it. Yeah. Like, you get some cool creatures and it's fun. It's very cool. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't expect the, the same experience as those first three games. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely a fun time. Kind of like the Silent Hill movie. It's like, it was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely worth the watch. And I mean, they're all, most of those movies are all free to watch somewhere on some service that I'm sure y'all have so yeah no excuses check it out yeah and then uh 28 days later which is one of my favorite fucking movies it's a great movie so good danny boyle is a goddamn genius and i love him it really is like jesus Um, christ what a good yeah and then like some cool uh foreign ones like um train to busan that was really good oh i'm so glad you watched it yay yeah fucking sick um and my old, old favorite, Wild Zero, starring Guitar Wolf, which is basically, like, a Japanese Ramones band. Yeah, um, I actually, you know, I don't know the film, but I know that band. So oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> no one ever knows Guitar Wolf, so I'm so excited. Of course you know them. Of course you know them. I was going to uh, say, are you, are you surprised <laughs> that I know obscure Japanese band? No. <laughs> but yeah, that movie, that movie's such a fun romp. Like, they fight zombies with the power of rock and roll like that's kick-ass and i really yeah, like they shoot lasers it. out of their guitars it's ridiculous um it's totally over the top lots of like weird practical effects and there's even a zombie love story in it so you know that's a fun one to check out if if you can find it um but yeah so lots of zombie stuff lots of witchy stuff uh finished season two of the magnus archives heck yeah um, yeah and um, I finally finished my Blackwall playthrough of Inquisition all the way through Trespasser, so. Yeah, he, he really shits all over your relationship, huh? Yeah, he's kind of a tool. Kind of a piece of shit. I, I wanted that story to go somewhere a little bit more, but it, it never really did. Yeah, it. you would think he would be more appreciative of you not only, like, forgiving him for lying about his entire existence, but, like, freeing him from a death sentence and, like, giving him another chance. Like, one one might assume. One might assume, but no. Like, surprisingly, I liked the Solus storyline more than Blackwall's, so... Yeah, I feel like old god has more of a reason to be kind of a douchebag than, you know, middle-aged yeah. jerk. Yeah. Also, like, it's way cooler to say that, you know, you were in a relationship with, you know, the fucking trickster god of the elves than, you know, a dude who murdered people and then took over their identity. An asshole. (laughs) Yeah, an asshole. 
I guess I guess from now on I'll just stick with Cullen or Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Or Iron Bull. He's a good egg. He's also a good egg. Unless you totally like forget to finish his storyline, then he Yeah, don't he forget. You. Don't forget. Don't forget to save the Chargers because that'll be a bad time. Don't forget to continue everything through his storyline or or things are going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, but not, not yeah, so time. So that was that was my week. A little some movies and some video games and some podcasts. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, there's yeah, there's fun. also like a ton of new like spooky games out that I've been watching people play that um Ooh, cool. I did mention Amnesia to you like a couple of weeks ago and the newest uh game by those original developers came out and it looks like they done did it again. So if that's oh, your jam, boy. check it out, folks. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we kind of talk about our mess of the week and our not-so-fun stuff. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, you know what? I feel like um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one off here. Do it. Because I think, I think we can all agree that one of the most meh things about a genre that we love, the horror genre, is how poorly and stereotypically characters who are persons of color, particularly black people, are treated in the genre. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Black person's always the first one to die. Yep. It's, it's fucking annoying as heck. Um, there's, there's this really old, terrible um, movie called New Year's Evil. It's like an 80s slasher movie. And it sounds like it. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's, it's great, but terrible. But yeah, there's, there is one black character in that movie. She's at the beginning. She is like the, the friend and fellow coworker of the, like, you know, the stereotypical final girl person. And yeah, dies like before the, before the title card, it's ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. It's like this. Th- here's look here here. Here's a black character, t- so you know that we are like you know totally with it and cool. Now, oh, you've got cool. You've seen them. You've seen that we had them. Cool. We're gonna we're gonna kill them now because we don't want to oh. actually pay an actor to be here for longer than three seconds. So disappointing and frustrating, and it's such a prevalent problem within the industry. It really is. Like, and thank goodness it's finally starting to get better with folks like you know. Jordan Peele, and um, if you've never seen the, uh, what the heck are the name of the movies? Um, um, the Tales from the Hood films. Do you remember the oh, 1995? Yes! Oh, I fucking love those! That one's great. Yeah, that original Tales from the Hood is great. They did one in 2018 that was like, okay, but that original one is awesome. Um, oh god, I forget the name of B-Man. Um, oh, Candyman. Candy that's it, Candyman. Those are fun. Yeah, I, those scared the shit out of me when I was little. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, there there have been some good ones, and most recently that movie Ma. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but... um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's... Octavia Spencer is in it, and I guess the, God, um, the director... She is amazing. Yeah, I love her to death. I love her. Like, I wish we were friends. She's so fucking cool. Right? <laughs> Add it to the list of people who I wish I was friends with. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I guess when the director came up to her for that, for a thing originally, he was like, hey, you want to be in a horror movie? And she was like, I don't want to be, like, the first dead character. And he was like, no, actually, you're going to get to kill some folks, particularly teenagers. She was like, heck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, yeah, big mood. But, yeah, hope let's continue to get better horror movies. We have a lot of time to make up for. So let's continue yeah. to like fix this shit because it's bonkers and ridiculous 100 percent agree absolutely yeah so that's that's my meh short and sweet but i feel like still valid yeah yeah big mood for sure what about yours what's your meh of the week well i feel like mine might cause some waves Uh oh because <laughs> i know not a lot of people feel the same way as i do about it and that's totally okay and if this is your jam i'm not shitting on it i'm just saying how it was not meant for me absolutely um, <laughs> absolutely no no so, judging here yeah of course um so my meh of the week is the walking dead tv show i feel um, that 
specifically the later seasons. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed the earlier seasons. Very down- downgraded in quality towards the end of the seasons, yeah. Like, I, I think I watched until the end of season five, and that's when I fell off. It just, it steadily became more and more about the human element of the show, and less about fighting zombies to survive the apocalypse. And I know that that's what people probably liked about it. Like, I think that that really appealed to the wide base of its fan um, viewers, but... I just found myself becoming more and more disenchanted with it. Like, awful people doing awful things to each other isn't something that I can sustainably watch. Right. Um, Yeah, I agree. It it weighs too heavily on my heart, and it just, it tires me out. Like, shitty people just being shitty when they could help each other and everyone could survive are instead doing these, like, little minutia bullshit power trip struggles for what? Like, this, you're, you're the, the shit king of, like, bullshit hill now? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's not, it's not what motivates me, and it's not how I would want to be, because essentially, like, the zombie apocalypse is a reset button, and it gives you a chance to strive for something different after something horrible happens and if you're just gonna be like i'm gonna be in charge and i'm gonna have all the food and i'm gonna have all the booze and the women like why yeah like (laughs) like cool story why i i feel like i feel like this is kind of a direct like influence from i feel like the walking dead um game by telltale games was coming out around this time yeah that was super popular but but playing a video game where you have an emotional investment in the character because you are them yeah or you assume how to be them is is totally different from just watching a scene yeah. play out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's a lot of great performances in the show. Like Andrew Lincoln, who I had previously only seen in Love Actually, like blew me the fuck away. Um, That's like, a joke, Norman, right? Like uh, Norman Reedus is great. He's you know the redneck apocalypse dirtbag messiah. Yeah, like, we love him. Love him, love him. He's fantastic. And, you know, like, I've heard that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is great in the later seasons, to the surprise of no one, because, you know, love JDM. Yeah. But it just, it got to be too sad and terrible with not enough reward or reprieve. Like, you can't make up for, like, a lack of hack em up burn em up chop em ups with a shit ton of depressing storylines where people, like, fuck over other people. (laughs) Yeah, like, we don't need that. That's, That's our real life right now. Movie. Right, like TV I, series. I am a, I am a aficionado of the zombie genre. I want zombies. Like I want, you know, fucking people hacking at shit with machetes and like you know running from hordes and you know like yeah. that's what I want. And I know that that's not a sustainable thing for a series. Like you can't really have that level of action for that long. But that's just how I feel about The Walking Dead, and that's why it's my meh of the week. That's totally fair. <laughs> And I mean, I feel like they had the budget. They could have done some. Especially since they were so popular. Well, the badges for New York Comic Con have been Walking Dead badges every year since the show started. Like, yeah. it's it's a huge moneymaker and, like, a huge, huge series. There were, there was no dearth of fundage that they could have, you know, pulled from to try and do different stuff. But it it's almost like it was, like, a sad sack contest. They are like... What can we do that's going to hurt our viewers the most? Yeah, how do we how do we depress people? How how can every week be a gut punch? Like We're already upset. Don't do this. Right. Like I'm just going to go watch the Great British Bake Off and y'all have fun. <laughs> like <laughs> And like I totally get it and like Robert Kirkman is amazing and the comics are groundbreaking, but yeah. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. No, totally Thanks. valid. Totally valid, dude. Thanks. You got it. We can let's let's do our crush of the week. Let's get into the happy times. I I think okay. that's right. That sounds right. Let's let's do some happy times. Yeah. Who's your crush of the week, Shannon? Oh boy. Oh um, boy. my crush of the week is Killian Murphy. Yay. Um, I have loved him for so long. Um <laughs> Um, he was born in Douglas County, Cork, Ireland in 1976. 
Um, he actually, I learned when I was doing research for this, that he started off as a rock musician in his early 20s. He and his brother were in a band, and they were offered a five-album record deal with Acid Jazz Records. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I had no idea. Um, but they didn't sign due to the fact that his brother was still in secondary school, and Killian didn't feel comfortable signing away the rights to all of his music to the record label. So he was just like, no thanks. Oh, good for him. Yeah, like, it kind of made me like him a little more when I found that out. Um, he also studied law, but he failed all of his exams because, as he stated, he had no ambition to actually do it. That's fair. <laughs> um, and then around the time that he kind of flunked out of law school, he made his professional acting debut on the stage with a part in Enda Walsh's Disco Pigs. Um, That's a fucking great god, Disco Pigs. Right? <laughs> Um, he's also done the requisite Shakespeare, obviously. Yeah, um, like you have to be when, you, when you're when you Irish or British, yeah. yeah. Shakespeare, soldier, wizard. Them's the rules. I don't make them. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, his first big film role, and the main reason why he's here, um, is because he got the lead role in Danny Boyle's 28 Days Later. Yeah. It's, that movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. When it was in theaters, I saw it five times. Um, Dang, dude. I, yeah, I had a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He plays Jim, who's a survivor, and he's absolutely transfixing in his performance. Like, the whole movie is gorgeous and sad and hopeful, but you kind of can't take your eyes off of him the whole time. Like, he's just, he's absolutely at the center of the screen, even if the scene isn't about him. Yeah. our boy Chris Eccleston also does a creepy, unsettling turn in that flick. That's right. Um, yeah. I yeah. love our boy. Yeah. Love him so much. Um, Killian's gone on to play roles like Dr. Jonathan Crane, um, a.k.a. Scarecrow, in Batman Begins. Yeah. And I learned that he was originally asked to audition for the role of Bruce Wayne in Batman, but he declined saying that he wasn't physically right for the part, but still would love to be a part of the project. Oh, I bet he could. Yeah, he could have like, done it. He looks. He looks like a Bruce Wayne to me. He, I, I feel like he could have done a very good Bruce Wayne. And as far as Batman goes, like once you get the suit on, you know, like it's yeah. all, it's all gravy. But I, I respect the fact that he was like, yeah, I don't know about that. That's, but I, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in a super underrated Wes Craven thriller called Red Eye. Um, oh, I've heard of Red Eye. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would recommend checking it out. It's one of those like very tense like <laughs> um yeah, definitely good for spooky season. Um yeah. and he was in another Danny Boyle film, Sunshine, which is fucking great. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sunshine. That creepy outer space jam. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean Danny Boyle's always great. Um Yeah. And outer space is always great. And if you can get those two together, like Danny okay, Boyle in space. Danny Boyle in Spain! My favorite role of his to date is Tommy Shelby in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a crime family gang uh, in post-World War One Birmingham. And it's just, it's so good. It's, it's probably one of the best shows currently in production. And if you have the stomach for a bit of violence, like, please check it out. The whole cast is amazing. And it's rife with strong, powerful women, which is fucking dope. And it's got Um, one of the greatest titles ever. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, Peaky Blinders. They're the Peaky Blinders. It's so fucking good. Um, He's handsome. He's talented. He's reserved and unproblematic. But to be honest, I first loved him when he was shirtless and covered in blood while doing a murder. (laughs) And if I'm to be completely honest, that's why he's my crush of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm glad that you're honest with yourself. That's what's important. I, my lizard brain has a very specific type of thing that it finds attractive. Yeah, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've talked about this. We both got our things. Mine's, mine's tall, sad boys, and yours is boys covered in blood. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's that thing where a peaceful man is only a peaceful man because he is capable of doing great violence and chooses not to. I just, I think that's the hottest shit. Like, Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. 
yeah, him thumbing that dude's eyes out shirtless in the rain while screaming and covered in blood. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> protect me from the zombies, sir. <laughs> I trust you. I trust your judgment. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's an awesome about- crush. Thanks, dude. It was it was a long time coming. Like once I figured out a way to work him into like the spooky season, I couldn't not do it. Yeah. And I love that he spells his name with a C instead of a K. That's cool. It makes me happy. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Who are who is your crush for, for this this spooky season episode? So I feel like this one is very appropriate because unlike a lot of the crushes um that we've done. I haven't really focused on somebody who's been uh, kind of a continuously significant person in in my in my things. So um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, one of my favorite comic creators, crazy people, and and just awesome dude, Jordan Vasquez. Yay! Yeah, I because oh, so I mean I started consuming that media like. Right from right before Invader Zim came out, well, no, it was right when Invader Zim came out that the friend of mine who was also super into his stuff was like, "Have you heard about the comics that he's done?" And then we got into Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and at like age thirteen, which was totally okay, I'm sure. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally fine. And um, that 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 just influenced that so significantly influenced my life throughout like my later middle school and into high school years Aww, i can't yeah. not yeah. yeah oh that's so good i actually watched a, a he still like streams and stuff as well like spooky games oh, and awesome. art streams yeah and he's like the chillest and sounds like exactly the same person that he was you know 20 years ago which is great Aww. Gosh, so what can I what can I say about this fun dude? So yeah, some of my favorite stuff. Obviously, Invader Zim was like a big deal for me as a kid. For for fucking sure, yeah. It's absolutely. such a good such a good series, and the comics that are coming out now are really well done, and it just makes me happy. When we were drawing our comics, my friend actually wrote like a, an email to him to ask if it was okay to draw in his style, just so we wouldn't like you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta, you know. You want to respect the the source material and make sure you're not, you know. Yeah, you know, us 13-year-olds, we're clearly gonna (laughs) do something significant. It's the right attitude, though. It's a good attitude to be respectful of the artist, for sure. Yeah, we were were raised, right? It was fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so Invader Zim was great because it was constantly testing the boundaries of what Nickelodeon would, you know... I still am surprised that some of those episodes made it on the air. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of bonkers. It's, it's on a kids channel. Like, you know, there's episodes where Zim is hoarding kids' organs, and there's episodes where they're turning into yes. meat. And yeah, because like this is pre-adult swim. So yeah, I think this like, is right around because uh, Invaders I'm starting in like 2001. So yeah, yeah, it. it definitely was something that wasn't really being done (laughs) no no definitely not and um you know i follow him on twitter as well and he's wonderfully weird on twitter and also not problematic and has good like solid moral viewpoints on all the stuff that's happening right now without being preachy so i I like i like that yeah there's always a all of his all of his Twitter comments. Whenever it's about stuff like that, it's it's always spoken through the lens of this this crazy you know murder hobo personality that he he puts forth to the rest of the world, and I love it. He's uh, like a D and D rogue in real life form. He like, really is, <laughs> like a rogue warlock hybrid. Like so good, it's so good. It's it's great. He is just so fun to watch. And um, also I was looking through like the stuff that he's done. He's a uh, TBA on a on robot chicken, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but that's exciting. Oh, that's fucking cool. As a writer and a voice actor, so we'll see what happens with that. That's awesome. And um, in in a new in a new mini segment that I'd like to call how many how many degrees from the McElroys are we? Um, he <laughs> he uh he did a cover album for an artist um 
MC Frontalot, who is like a nerdcore rap artist. He's super cool. Yeah. Um, and on that particular album is uh, there's a song featuring John Hodgman, who is you know oh from the Long Winter, yeah, from its departure, and also friend of the McElroy. So you know we've got Aww. that uh we've got that connection as well. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But yeah, just just always fun that he's just this constant fan of of horror and weird stuff and has never let that go, you know, even though he started doing his little, you know, crazy, weird, spooky comics at like, you know, late teens, early 20s and just has continued into that and and never let it go as an adult, as someone who's like now 46. It's kind of like inspiring to see that he never let that go and that you don't have to let that weird shit go like keep it with you it's so comforting like little like 16 year old goth me who would just say it's not a phase it's really not a phase exactly exactly (laughs) i can like i can now say as like as as a as a 32 year old that this this 46 year old who i admired when i was a kid is like still doing the same kind of stuff that he was doing then which is really just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy it's vindicating. Yeah, you can you can still be passionate about the things that made you come alive as a child. Yeah, and that's why he's my crush of the week. Keeps keeps Aww. knocking it out of the park. We love him. Yay! Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. He's been involved in a lot of different stuff and is just, yeah. That's all. Yeah, I know you've retweeted him, and every time you retweet him, I just remember that he exists, and I get so happy. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like you forget some of these people exist sometimes and then i like saw a tweet of his that was like we're gonna be streaming some art stuff with roman dirge and and some other artists who worked on you know invaders M and work on the comic now and i watched it and it was like so much fun that's awesome Such oh that makes me so times. happy yeah he's a good dude yeah it's time for the best segment dnd dnd <laughs> so close to the D and D Beyond, we really gotta like be careful. About oh, the the critical role. TM 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 TM. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean it. Kind of meant it. Um. So, so I guess I will go first with do it with my D and D build. So I went a little bit funky on this. So I started working with um uh, the idea of making an Edgar Allan Poe character. Because I love I love his books. I love his spooky, you know, aesthetic and and what Absolutely. what he contributed to to literature of that time. But he's also he didn't live that long, so we don't you know have a full understanding of his personality. And what we know about his personality is kind of shitty, if I'm being honest. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, he married his cousin and, and while when he was 26 and she was 13. Yeah, he was like a, a raging alcoholic, like yeah may have committed suicide or just drank himself to death we don't really know yeah so i kind of went into the idea of making it sort of a a love letter to those authors of that kind of era you know your edgar Allan poe's and your mary shelley's and your so i'm making a kind of spooky author mostly based on edgar Allan poe build here that's awesome oh i'm so excited yeah so what i started with here was um and i think i did it last time for another build too was i started in rogue nice and under that phantom archetype oh okay cool cool so and i went up to levels and i went up to level six for it so that they get that whispers of the dead and i gave them yeah i gave them the calligrapher supplies for that because it seemed the most logical yeah, that's you know. cute. I like it. Yeah, cute little cute little thing. They get the whales from the grave, which again is that that whole little idea that, you know, as someone is closer to the grave, they you they can, you know, they basically hear the dead calling them and, the and, and yeah, that's that's super fun. I love that. I love it. I love that so much. So, you know, standard rogue stuff that I went into from there. Um did proficiencies in investigation, insight, perception and deception because those felt accurate yeah Yeah. and then so when i got after i got to level six i went into a wizard yay yeah because we love a wizard we do love a wizard and um i did the arcane tradition as the um order of scribes which is in the unearthed arcana 
Nice. Because it seemed to be, it seemed to fit. You know, people who can write spells and, and, very, and cast spells quickly based on the fact that they have a, a tome that works as their, you know, component. Their, yeah. Their source, which is... Yeah, for sure. Soup's cool. Um, they get Master Scrivener, um, where they can... You can create one magic scroll by touching your wizardly quill to a blank piece of paper or a parchment and causing one spell from your Awakened Spell Book to be copied into the scroll. And you can do that after a long every long rest, which is nice. Yeah. You can manifest your scroll books, like mind at level 10 which is fun um it has like it gives does it have dark vision it has dark vision with a range of six nice and you can kind of it kind of acts as like an not a familiar but kind of like an arcane eye sort of situation it's chill that's rad and they get 14th level they get one with the word which is a feature uh your connection to your awakened spell book has become so profound that your soul has become entwined with it uh, while you're holding the book it and its spectral mind is manifest, you can take an action to cause the two of you to teleport, swapping places. So you can, like... Oh, that's dope! Nice nice for wizards. Yeah. To be able to, like, bamf out of somewhere really fast. You need that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, sometimes, sometimes you gotta bamf. Sometimes you gotta bamf. <laughs> and... Let's see, what kind of spells did I grab? I got some some ones that I just want to point out that I thought fit this whole idea of this archetype. Uh, Mind Thrust is a nice one. Nice. And a lot of these are intelligence saves, which is nice because we got pretty high intelligence for this build. Um, yeah. Anything that has to deal with words, so suggestion, confusion, mm-hmm. uh, legend lore, which is a fun one and makes makes a lot of sense because you could basically like find out the lore behind a thing by by casting the spell oh yeah yeah yeah, that's rad if you ever need like tip if you ever like don't know something which you're probably gonna know a lot with the super high intelligence of this build nice and what are the ritual spells because you can actually um instead of using the 10 minutes to cast ritual spells uh you can cast them using your your spell book for this particular order, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, stuff like Comprehend Languages, I feel like, makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, anything anything that involves the written word, I pretty much took for for this character. As well you should. <laughs> as, as well you should. And Alter Self is a fun one, too. I see this as a very, like, since we have that rogue aspect in there, too, this is mm-hmm. a very sneaky, like, not so much hit up front kind of a build, but very like certain yeah. spells you can hit with and, and a very sort of, you know, non-confrontational kind of character. Yeah, like suddenly they're standing right behind you and they stab you in the kidney. Exactly. Which, yeah. which I think fits with like spooky stories, especially Poe stories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have some pieces of shit. Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, and um, I love the how the characteristics work in in a uh, in haunted one. So like, I feel like it, this is where it really comes to terms as like a a very Poe kind of character. Um, mm-hmm. I like to read and memorize poetry. Keeps me calm and brings me fleeting moments of happiness. Oh. It's like why don't you just wear black and listen to the Cure? But. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh, spe- I spend money freely and live life to the fullest. Cause he's he was definitely an alcoholic. Feels yeah, that dude. That dude had some problems. Uh, <laughs> what's What's nice about this is I don't think this character is a good in any way. Um, no, I'm thinking. Not so much. I'm thinking we're pretty neutral, probably chaotic neutral. If I'm being totally honest. Nice. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just the I'll stop the spirits that haunt me or die trying, which feels which lists as any, but feels like a very neutral kind of. This is focused yeah. on me. Yeah, self motivated, self absorbed for sure. Yeah, um, bonds. I keep my thoughts and discoveries in a journal. My journal is my legacy. Yeah, that's on the money. Yeah, which you know fits, and these other ones are too nice. The other ones for Haunted One are like, I have someone I want to protect, or I need to protect the world from the evil that's within me. It's like, nah, 
No. <laughs> no, we're good. But all, can I just take all of the flaws? Because, <laughs> because I, I, I mean, other than the, the one about rituals, I assume the worst in people. I feel no compassion for the dead. They're the lucky ones. I have an addiction. I am a purveyor of doom and gloom who lives in a world without hope. <laughs> I talk to spirits nobody no, that nobody else can see. Like, I like all of those for this character. Right. And it's nice because this this freaking character is the most character that you need in a party for just random DM perception checks and shit because, like, passive perception is 24, passive int is 27, passive uh, insight is 24. Like, yeah. They're going to be really annoying to have around and they're going to be a bummer to have around, but <laughs> it's they're, good to have them in the party. They're a good support member. Like, you're going to be constantly sighing and rolling your eyes at them, but they're going to help. Exactly. That That is yeah. this character. And I also did give them Faithful Hound because uh, I, I love that spell now that I know it exists. It's so good. It's really good. So so that's my, my D&D for the week is this very sad, probably sad boy character that I've created. A sad, brooding rogue wizard. Oh, I love it. That was such a cool idea. I fucking Thanks. love it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was fun. I hadn't done a little spellcasty boy in a while, so. Yeah, like, that was awesome. Some, mix some wizard in there. Because apparently Poe was like a big fan of like cosmology and, and um into uh, cosmology and cryptography, which I didn't know, which makes sense. Oh, it does make sense. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of a shame that he was such an, a flawed and you know, sad individual because he had some, he had some cool ideas and some spooky stories. Yeah. He's just yeah, an alcoholic like, who married his cousin. His 13 year old cousin. <laughs> like Bud. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof a doof. Yes. Yeah, like so many, <laughs> like so many horror authors of the time. Just a big oof. Yeah. Just a big oof. Great, great product output, but oof. Except for Mary Shelley. She was fucking kick-ass. Oh, yeah. Mary Shelley was rad as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you D&D this week, my dude? Uh, so I, I went back and revisited um, a film that I had not watched in a really long time, and Ooh. it kind of knocked me for a loop with how fucked up it is. Ooh. Um, so I did Carrie White from Stephen King's oh, Carrie. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that movie's fucked up as shit. So messed up. Like, I hadn't seen it in so long, and I forgot how messed up it was. Like, um, they, and they, like, sexify up these teenagers, like, like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's supposed to be a 16-year-old girl with telekinetic powers, and it's just like, there is just nudity all over the fucking Welcome place. to the first scene. It's in a girl's, like, shower room, and it's played for the utmost like level of sexuality congratulations yeah. yeah like there's like an extended scene of her showering and like touching her inner thigh like yeah De Palma, i know i know bro but why <laughs> but why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so after watching that i was just like oh i she's not quite a witch but she gets referred to as a witch a lot in that movie so i was like i'm gonna make a carry she's basically a witch yeah um so for her race, I went with Tiefling. Ooh. Um, mainly because, like, in the handbook, the little blurb for Tiefling is to be greeted with stares and whispers, to suffer violence and insult on the street, to see mistrust in every eye. Yeah. This is the lot of the Tiefling. And, yeah. like, that's how they treat her. Like, Absolutely. Like, she's an outcast. People think she's, like weird and fucked up and they're mean to her for seemingly no reason because she's completely unoffensive yeah yeah it's it's like high school yeah it's high school <laughs> um yeah so as a tiefling she gets you know the plus two charisma plus one intelligence she gets dark vision um hellish resistance which fire damage will definitely come in handy in her future i can't imagine um, how or why <laughs> um and then she also gets infernal legacy so that gives you thaumaturgy um so like when she's shutting all the windows and doors in her house when she's fighting with her mom yeah so, um i started her off in warlock uh just because that that made the most sense initially 
Absolutely. Um, and for her otherworldly patron, I picked the fiend. Yeah. Um, because you know, which is you know, Satan is a demon, and you know, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, on like Asmodeus is one of the choices. Like Beelzebub. There's you know, there's like yeah. a whole list. Of- Fiends, it so. can be a bunch of different fiends. It's it's like with yeah. it's like with hereditary. They didn't go for Satan. They went for whatever that thing's name was. Peyton? Yeah, exactly yeah, that thing. Yeah. Um. So with the fiend as her patron, she gets burning hands. Um. And then for her cantrips, I picked mage hand and prestidigitation, both which could function as her telekinetic powers at early levels. Yeah. Um. And then I gave her hex and witch bolt nice. because you know. As her mom said, which you've yeah. got Satan's power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, at third level, you get hellish rebuke because hell yeah, surround an enemy with flames. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's incredibly, yeah. And then from there, uh, I multi-classed her into uh, a cool homebrew thing I found called Blood Mage. Ooh. Um, blood mages understand that life itself is power, and this power manifests itself through the blood that courses through all living things. Um, blood mages manipulate blood of their own and the blood of other living things for the purpose of domination, protection, or offense. Pretty accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you start off with three cantrips and uh, some spells. So I did Eldritch Blast, Bladeboard, True Strike, and then Cloud of Daggers um, for the end of movie when Carrie basically crucifies her mom with kitchen cutlery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a scene. Very different from Ooh. the book, but that is a scene. Yeah, right? Like, yikes. Um, <laughs> Big ol' yikes. As a blood mage, you get blood casting, uh, which lets you use your own vitality to cast spells. You can spend an amount of hit dice equal to the spell slot level used to cast a spell if you're out of spell slots. So, like, if you want to cast a first level spell, you roll 1d8 and then sacrifice the number of HP to cast it, even if you've already used all your spell slots. That's cool. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of neat. I like that. Um, and then at second level, you get these things called blood infusions. Uh, so I picked blood armor which by controlling your own blood, you form a suit of armor around you made entirely of your own blood. Uh, It functions like light armor and has an AC of 12 plus your constitution modifier, but you take necrotic damage equal to your level to wear this armor for eight hours. Okay. Which I I liked that it kind of makes sense because like if you're using your own blood, there should be a price you pay for that. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, At third level, you make your blood deal, and your pursuit of magical power leads you to enact the ancient rites of blood magic, and you can choose either Resolute Mage or Arcane Enchanter. Um, And I picked uh, Arcane Enchanter. You get this thing called Arcane Lookout, which gives you proficiency in investigation and perception checks. Nice. And at uh, sixth level, you get... Mental Enhancements, which lets you pick two cantrips or spells from Druid or Wizard. And I went kind of, like, goofy with it, so I picked Tasha's Hideous Laughter because of the <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you. Yeah. And then, obviously, Telekinesis, because gotta have that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. At 10th level, you get Piercing Spells, and you can choose a type of damage to empower so your spells that deal that type of damage ignore a creature's resistance to it. So I picked fire damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 15th level, you get this cool thing called pain is power. And when you take damage, you can use your reaction to deal half of that damage to another creature within 60 feet of you. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you can only do it once. Um, and then you have to take a short or a long rest to recharge it. But I thought that was, like, a cool feature. Yeah, that's sick. I love that. Yeah. And then, um, at 20th level, you get Magic Renewal, and you can use your spells to heal you for small amounts of HP. So whenever you use one of your blood casting features, you can get HP, um, equal to the spell slot level that the spell was cast at. So, like, you know, if it's a first level spell, you know, you get one but still like that's a cool little feature and it could come in handy i like it 
Yeah. Um, for the background, the person who created the the class advised you to take charlatan, but I didn't really feel like that worked for Carrie, so no. I went. Yeah, I went off from that, and I picked a different homebrew one called The Curse. This um, sounds accurate. <laughs> says, woe is you, poor soul. You have been cursed, whether from birth or some unfortunate series of events, and it holds sway over your entire life. Every time the fates seem to be working in your favor, disaster strikes, and suddenly all your efforts are thwarted. Yeah. Luck is not on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, you get this cool feature called Curse Catcher. And so you're drawn to other people who have similar curses to you, and NPCs that are suffering from a curse will be drawn to you. So I feel like that could be so narratively interesting in a campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is really cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of rad. Um, and also, you have an eye for curses that are similar to your own. So if you come across objects, you can discern whether or not they're cursed if the curse is the same type of curse that you have. Like, obviously, like, you and your DM would have to figure out what that is. Right, but, right. Um, but, like, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, for traits, I picked, I pray frequently, hoping the gods will cure my curse. Yeah. Because um, her mom's a religious fucking nutbag. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then for bonds, I almost had a lover once, but they fled when they found out. It was probably my lowest point. Um, you know, flee, set them on fire, potato, potato. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> like you do. And then uh, for flaws, I am slow to trust others. She doesn't initially believe that anyone is actually, like, being nice to her or inviting her to the prom. Right, so, even when they genuinely are. Yeah, even though, like, the two nice people in the movie are trying to do a nice thing and everyone else fucks it up. But, right. um... <laughs> Um, for the alignment, I waffled a little bit, but then I landed on chaotic neutral because she's a teenager. She doesn't know what she's doing. She just kind of does whatever she feels like. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, Carrie White, chaotic neutral tiefling warlock blood mage. That's super cool. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. Thanks, dude. Heck kinda, yeah. yeah, it was kind of fun. Heck it was yeah. weird, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That worked out so well. Thanks, dude. Nice job. Yay! You too. Thanks. You too. Good times. GTs. Yeah, man. Can't believe it's already like almost the end of October. It's very exciting. I know that's fucking wild, right? Yeah, doesn't feel like it. It really doesn't. It's been grossly it warm on the east, yeah, on the is it east coast? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not into it at all. No, go away, summer. Don't want you here. <laughs> I do have a zombie-related question for you. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, because Bobby and I were talking, and, like, you know, there's always that question of, like, you know, who would your zombie apocalypse survival crew be? So if you could assemble a crew of yourself and four others of either real or fictional people, so, like, real people, alive or dead, or fictional characters, who would your four picks be? Oh, this is cool. Can can we agree that we would probably take each other as a as a as a pick? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that'll that that's we'll pick four others. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I I figured I figured that we would be a given for yeah. each other. Okay, so. good. Good. I figured <laughs> I figured you thought that, but you know, just checking. Um god, who would I take? I feel like I would take people who would know what they're talking about. So if I'm like thinking real people, I think I would want to have Elijah Wood around. He seems to have a lot of, like, knowledge about that stuff. He does, surprisingly. Like, he seems to have been everywhere with his limited, with his knowledge on stuff, and I'm I'm there for it. Like, he can come. Yeah. I trust nice. him. Um, nice. God, who else? I mean, I feel like, I feel like you gotta take a Nash Williams. Definitely, he would come in handy for sure. He's a meat shield. He is a meat shield, and he's got that chainsaw, as we've previously discussed. Exactly. It's important. Um, that. So that's two. I feel like you got to take, I feel like you got to take a Buffy. I'd trust her. I'd, I'd have her around. Nice. Yeah. She is a slayer. She's a slayer. I mean, I'd, I'd probably take, if we're talking zombies, I'd got, I, I'm looking at my, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stuff, and 
I mean, they're really good at slaying vampires, but I feel like that would translate to zombies as well. I think so. I think slaying is as slaying does, you know? I'd, I'd take a Joseph Joestar with me. He's, he's chill. He can, like, he can fit an entire machine gun in his pants, so. Nice. He seems like an important person to take. Nice. <laughs> That's uh... awesome. <laughs> um, so I, I obviously picked my husband um, because no one is going to fight harder to keep me safe ever in any situation than Bobby. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of a badass. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I picked Amos Burton from The Expanse. Good. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, my sweet violent space boy. Um, I, uh, and then I started thinking about like people that would not only help protect us, but help us survive. So I picked Mark Watney from The Martian. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, you know, he's a botanist. He and can make he can potatoes grow... out of anything. If he can grow food on Mars, like, he could probably feed us in the zombie apocalypse. Um, and then I actually picked Carl Sagan. That's great. <laughs> because if anybody can help us reestablish some sort of goodness in the world, it will be Carl. That's great. Oh, you know what? Then you know what? That's that's. I figured out my last one. It'll be um. It'll be Ford Prefect because we can just oh. get the fuck off the planet if we need to. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, it was Bobby and I were talking about it after we watched Twenty Eight Days Later, and we were you know trying to pick out like who would be great to have around. So yeah, I think we'd have a good crew. We would have a good crew of like. The ten of us, we could make it. Yeah, absolutely. Bunch of bunch of big beefy folks and smart folks and Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's a solid crew. That's a good crew. You yeah. Need a balance of big beefy boys and smart boys. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have the smarts and the brawn. Otherwise you'll be really safe but super hungry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nobody needs that. Nice. Yeah, and we decided that animals don't count. So, you know, as many dogs and cats oh, and good. horses as we find along the way, oh, there good. are Yeah, because so. that would be great. Yeah, just a menagerie of animals. Build a pony. <laughs> an, Oregon, an Oregon trail of <laughs> animals. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, very cool. Yay, yay for spooky times. Yay for spooky times. What a good time of year. It's kind of the best. Although I am excited about Thanksgiving and Christmas, as usual. So I mean, yeah, those are fun. I'm I'm ready to start baking some things. So yeah, hell yeah, bake it up. Yeah, I I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for that. My oven is ready. My oven is so ready. <laughs> Anything that we haven't shouted out? Because this might be our. Well, no, I think we'll get. We might get another Halloween in next. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We could always do just, you know, like a, a general with a side of spookums, you know. Yeah. You know, just a little just a little bit of spookum. Yeah. No, no harm in that. Just a smidge of spooks. Just a touch. A touch of spooks. <laughs> On that note, my name has been Amy. And I have been Shannon. And hot dang, folks. We hope you enjoyed your, your October and everything. Yeah, I hope you're having a good season and that you have a safe and happy Halloween and thanks for listening to our dumb nerdness. <laughs> yeah, as as always. <laughs> Constantly thanking for for hanging around with all our silly little our silly little asides. We enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your friends. Enemies. Tell your enemies. <laughs> tell your family. Tell your not family. Tell your dog. Tell your Tell them. Tell everybody. Tell tell your neighbor. Tell your landlord. Tell your I don't know. I'm running out of ideas. Just tell everybody. We like doing this, and we like to think that people like it, too. So Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. And tell the wasps, if you see them, to get the fuck out of my apartment. That would also be great. <laughs> Ban the bee. And bees are great. We, we discussed this before. Bees are great. Wasps bees are Bees are great. Wasps are jerks. Like that stupid video of that giant Asian wasp thing eating the jelly I, and people are like oh and is, isn't it cute no it's not cute it's a fucking monster <laughs> it could be eating the brains of someone that might not be jelly that could be anything i don't know don't trust it 
Don't trust the bee. Don't trust it. <laughs> Follow Nick Cage's advice. Just don't. Just don't. Don't <laughs> with the bees. I always trust Nick Cage. I don't know that I do, but I respect <laughs> your lifestyle choice. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Nick Cage. <laughs> I trust Nick Cage to always be in really weird, funky movies. I, I've never felt the same of, about him since he uh, said that he could eat a peach for hours and face off. That scarred me for life. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.